Welcome to There is a Method to the Madness. My name is Rob Maxwell, and I'm an exercise physiologist and personal trainer. I'm the owner of Maxwell's Fitness Programs, and I've been in business since 1994. Let me thank our first sponsors, Jonathan and Lynn Gilden of the Gilden Group at Realty Pros. They currently have over 275 star reviews on Zillow, and they are consummate professionals. I will put all of their contact information in the show notes. All right, so today's topic is kind of controversial, and uh, that usually means it's going to be a, uh, a, a good podcast, meaning that it's going to get a lot of downloads and views. I don't know if that's necessarily good or not. I guess that's good for me, which, uh, you know, I want to get the most airplay as possible. A um, little bit off topic, but um, since I was talking about it here, it's funny. I can go back and look at um, different uh, ways to look at the statistics for my podcast. And it's always the ones that um, aren't like the ones that I think are going to do really, really well, that do well. And it just shows you so much about human nature and what people are into. You know, I'll look at some things and I'll go, oh man, you know, that's, that's going to be a big hit. It's going to get shared and passed around a lot. And then it will have like 25 downloads. And then I'll do another one that I thought, you know, well, I'm not sure if, uh, this is going to be a good hit. And then all of a sudden it's got like a hundred downloads and shared all the time. So it's, it's really kind of funny. And I study this kind of thing and I listen to other podcasts and other people talk about the same thing. And, uh, you know, as a content provider, I don't go by that, meaning that I want to put out there what I think is the message that I think needs to be out there because ultimately my mission is to get more and more people exercising and into a healthy lifestyle like that is my goal that is my mission that's what i like to do that's what's worked for me i'm sure i can make uh you know a headline of a podcast and call it you know get sexy butt now you know and uh it'll probably get like 100 downloads but you know i don't want to sell out like that but you know, anyway, this one's a little controversial, but it's good because we, I think we need to understand more about it. Um, I was speaking to the Daytona Beach Rotary Club a week or so ago, and I'm always grateful to do that. And the question came up there, and the questions come up at other places that I've spoken at, and that is about the uh, controversial diabetes drug Ozempic that people are using for weight loss, all right? So the method to the madness, what is it and why does it work? All right, so Ozempic again has been approved for diabetes, type 2 diabetes, and uh, it's been a, a critical necessary drug for diabetes. And diabetes is a very serious disease that leads to or can lead to heart disease. And um, it's something that we definitely want to try to control and originally Ozempic was created for that purpose and what it does is it influences the level of glucagon that is secreted into the bloodstream and glucagon is the hormone that basically tells us that we are low on blood sugar right so essentially it will trigger you to want to eat that's what glucagon does 
So what Ozempic does is Ozempic manipulates that to where we're not producing as much glucagon, so therefore not um, getting the necessarily blood sugar cravings to eat. So what Ozempic pretty much does is, is it makes you feel full, all right? So it manipulates the hormones that are related to diabetes, again, glucagon, and that's why it's an, an effective alternative for people who are trying to manage their blood sugars that have type 2 diabetes. And type 2 diabetes is what we call insulin-resistant diabetes. It isn't that we don't secrete enough um, insulin that's type 1 diabetes. It's that the receptor cells don't allow in the insulin, and that's what type 2 diabetes is, or old days adult onset is what we called it because it typically was more related to lifestyle and obesity but now we're finding it in teens so it's a very serious condition that we don't like so that's what it does now it's also been approved as an obesity drug all right and the reason why it works there so we understand the method to the madness is again because it's influencing the secretion of glucagon then it is making people feel full faster. So basically, they just don't want to eat as much and therefore, therefore are losing weight. So that's why Ozempic works. It's because it basically makes you feel full and you don't eat as much. All right, so let me give you what I think are the pros and cons of all this. So number one, this is what I, you know, I listen to the podcast, I read the news, I pay attention to health and wellness going on around the country. So this is the first concern with this is being used for a weight loss drug. Number one, people who need it for diabetes aren't able to get it as much as they need. There's been instances where there's been a shortage of it for people who are diabetic because so many doctors are prescribing it for their patients for weight loss. And again, yes, I said prescribed, so it's a prescription drug, thank God. And uh, But like, it, like with everything, sometimes that's getting misused and abused a little bit, and more and more of it is being used for weight loss, and so there's been a lack of it for the people who really do need it as far as diabetes goes. Now, my... So that's the first concern. My next concern is this. So I don't make a judgment on this, right? So this is this is how I look at this. So there's not a black or white answer when it comes to this. And I bring this out because when I get asked, they say, well, what's your opinion? Should it be out there? And it's not a black and white answer. Number one, for diabetes, of course it should. All right, so that, that part is just no debate. Um, now, when it comes to using it as a weight loss drug, there is not, in my opinion, a black and white answer. If somebody is morbidly obese, all right, so obese is considered 30 on the body mass index, BMI or higher, a ranking of 30. Now, BMI is not the best measurement because it doesn't take into account muscle, but that's how the doctors are using it. Currently, if somebody is over a BMI of 30, a physician can prescribe this drug, 
okay? Now, I'll get into that in a second. I say should, but that's kind of the ruling on it. Now, BMI, though, is further classified. There's type 2 obesity, class 2 obesity, and that's at a 35 or higher on a BMI. And then there is class 3 obesity, and that is a 40 on the BMI, all right? So if somebody is a 40 on the BMI, which we would call morbidly obese, that is drastically affecting their health. They probably have type 2 diabetes. They probably have high triglycerides. They probably have high cholesterol, LDL cholesterol. They probably have hypertension. These are all guesses, but they probably do. So in that case, in order for the person to get healthier, then I believe it is an effective means. Now, like this drug, just like every other drug, just like FinFin in the 1990s, if you remember that, um, there was a ton of side effects that, have, that came from FinFin. People were going into cardiac arrest because it was essentially speed. But they were having the same kind of positive results in the weight loss world. But then finally, the FDA took it off the market because of so many deaths from cardiac arrest. Now, I'm not implying that this is going on with Ozempic because... Right now, we haven't seen that so much. I will just say, though, that the jury is not out on all the potential long-term side effects. We simply don't know yet, all right? So, but when it comes to the morbidly obese, oh, I'm sorry, I need to finish that thought. So, the studies have shown that people are putting the weight back on when they're coming off the drug. I mean... If, if your appetite is being suppressed, so you're not eating as much, well, you can't stay on something forever, right? Then you come off the drug and the weight comes back on, okay? But again, if you're morbidly obese and your health is being impacted, then it could be an absolutely um, a viable solution for you as long as you are being well coached by your physician and, and hopefully other exercise professionals and diet professionals and dietitians who are saying, you know, okay, so this is going to help you get some original weight down, but you need to make sure that you follow these lifestyle changes so the weight doesn't come back on. I think if it's used that way very responsibly, I think it could be a, a very good drug. Short term, you know, get somebody down out of severe medical problems and then um, teach them what they need to keep it down, keep the weight down, and I think it'd be effective, all right? Now, it's not black and white because they're, from what I'm understanding, from what I'm reading, from what I'm seeing that's going on, from talking to other health and fitness professionals, like so many things, this drug is being abused, meaning that people who only need to lose like 10 or 15 pounds are taking this drug. And you think, well, how is that possible if you have to be over a 30 BMI? Well, it is going on. I've listened to other podcasts and professionals talk about how they have um, themselves, for the reason of writing an article, called one, called one of those telehealth lines that are out there now and give the doctor, the physician on call, whoever it might be, virtually some information about them. And lo and behold, they're getting a prescription mailed to them. So supposedly this is going on a lot. I have no reason to believe that it's not going on because these are reputable sources that are talking about this. So it is being abused. And we are starting to see more and more and more people dropping 
a lot of weight who maybe were a little bit overweight and now they're dropping a lot of weight and most likely it is coming down to this. So the problem with that is then again, it's being misused because people who have diabetes don't have the availability of this drug because people are using it to drop 10 or 15 pounds and they're not in the obese category. So it's not a medical emergency in a way that looks very much like a shortcut. And again, we don't know all of the long-term side effects, which hopefully there are none, but we don't know that yet. So we probably don't want to risk that if we're trying to lose 10, 15, or 20 pounds. So that is a, another issue that's going on with this. And then, you know, I want everybody out there to kind of draw their conclusions about this, what's best. Now, maybe the best case for this being a problem is the fact that so as usual a lot of celebrities and influencers so to say who didn't really need to lose any weight are losing weight and they're getting you know ripped abs and they're becoming when we're speaking of women here like ultra skinny again you know a lot of the fashion models and influencers on instagram and social media and things like that that young girls look up to and, um, you know, the, the word on the street is that they're using this drug to drop some weight to get even skinnier than they currently are. All right. So a big problem with that is we started to turn around the world of fitness with young girls and not completely. I mean, we still have the, the highest percentage of eating disorders in the entire world in the United States. We still have the most cases of anorexia and bulimia. And that's, uh, you know, that's obviously not good. That's very scary and not good. And we don't want that. Um, so we started to see somewhat of a better trend of that where it was becoming more cool and sexy and attractive to have more muscle. So the waif models were starting to go to the wayside a little bit. And we were starting to get more uh, influencers and actresses and beauty queens and all that stuff and musicians and all that with a little bit more meat on them. They were more muscular and we were talking about fitness like a lot more and more. There was the role model of women in fitness. It was less about skinny and more about being fit, which is absolutely the way we should be thinking. We shouldn't be thinking you know, twig skinny, we should be thinking fit, looking good, healthy and all that. So we started to see that in the last decade, which is nice. It's a nice positive movement. You know, a lot of the different working out ways that women are doing and, and the workouts on Instagram and all that, there's been some positive effect on that. This affects women far more than it affects men when it comes to body dysmorphia. So the big concern is we're going to see this go away because now these influencers have found a way to drop a good 10, 15 pounds that they didn't need to lose. And now they're getting super skinny again. And this is going on quite a bit. Uh, I don't want to name celebrity, you know, people who people are talking about because that's just feeding the, feeding the system. I don't want to do that. But, you know, the big names are supposedly dropping a lot of weight and looking super skinny and, and all this and, and not like they used to look, but worse because they're too skinny. Well, that most likely is going to have an impact on our young girls and on our young women. And they're going to start 
idolizing that again. And so that's the biggest concern among the fitness professionals and the health professionals and the fitness professionals and the physicians that are in the wellness are having with all this because they just don't want to see us start to slide backwards on that just when we were starting to make some headway. So that is the drug, right? That's how it works. The method to the madness tells you why it works, you know, because it basically is making you feel full. And also understand your takeaway on this is that it's made for diabetes. Your other takeaway on this is, in my opinion, it could be used for the morbidly obese that have severe health conditions. But then other than that, I think physicians and whomever need to be far more responsible as far as how much they are prescribing of this, all right, for the reasons I've already outlined. I mean, look, there are reasons that medications need to be taken in everything, in all walks of life. There's no question about it. I'm not a hardliner. You know, there are people in the wellness industry that are like one way or the other. You know, no meds are all meds. It's like, I think that's silly. I mean, I, I don't think we can do that. I don't think we can paint with such a broad brush. I mean, there are certain medications people need and I don't care how fit and healthy and well you get, there still might be medications you're going to need. So I don't take that hard line on that. I think it's absolutely silly on that. At the same time, we also know that a healthy lifestyle helps everything. So I just don't believe in doing one thing and not the other. Like I just think that would be not responsible at all. If somebody's going to prescribe it, I would really, really hope they also prescribe a healthy diet for the individual. I would hope they also prescribe the proper way to exercise three to five days a week of cardiorespiratory exercise and two to three days a week of strength training and get them into a healthy lifestyle. And I just believe that no matter what, we can achieve those goals if we do that. It may be harder. There's no question about it that it might be harder, but it can be done. And we should not be putting all the emphasis on losing weight. We can be fit and really not lose a pound. We can be fit. We can still have a great cardiovascular system. We can still be strong. We can still be great in our ADLs. Of course, if we're overweight, it's a good thing to lose some weight. But we just can't discount fitness. We can't. We have to work on the fitness. It is more important to be physically fit and of a healthy weight than it is to be skinny and not physically fit. We know that medically, aesthetically, and performance-wise. All right? So that is my take on it. And I hope you learned something and now I want to thank our second sponsor, chiropractic physician, Dr. Doris Antos of Ormond Beach. She has her office located on Granada Boulevard, and she is taking new patients, and she is a graduate of none other than Palmer College. And I'll also put her information in the show notes. Until next time, be max fit and be max well.